tell me your thoughts when you were looking for an individual to start your podcast with. Um, yeah, you know, it's interesting, right? Because I've, I've hired a lot of people over the years and I make the joke to everyone else. I'm like, Hey, everyone I hire, there's way less turnover than everyone you guys hire. Um, <laughs> and, and maybe that's me making sure they succeed yeah, for yeah. my own reputation <laughs> yeah. or, uh, you know, maybe I'm just good at judging talent, but, uh, no, you know, when, when Omar texts me at that point, he had already helped me get a few people, I okay. think. So yeah, I think at that point, or I can't remember, you might, I don't know, you might've been the first or one of the first, some, yeah. some people, but he's, he's at this point now, if he sends me somebody, I'm like, all right, like I already know who he is. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, with Omar, um, him and I, we weren't like super close friends yet. You know, we had maybe, we had met the year before. It's not like we had mm-hmm. been friends forever. But, um, you know, I knew he obviously knew what he was doing with video and everything. And so I will take referrals more than anything because, dude, if somebody's willing to put their name on it and you trust that person, then, you know, you would expect it to be pretty good. Mm-hmm. I don't put my name on people very rarely. Yeah. So, you know, at the end of the day, I, I already had this trust built in that you could do the job. It mm-hmm. wasn't about you know, whether or not you could do the job. I didn't even ask to see your edits no, you didn't. or anything. I was like, okay, if Omar thinks he's good enough to do edits, because that's Omar's specialty, then I already know he's good enough. It's just a matter of two things for me. One, do I like this guy? And mm-hmm. is he, you know, going to be a guy that I'm going to be around with a lot? And two, is he going to be a guy with me for the long haul? Because I knew this wasn't a thing where I was like, dude, I'm just, all I need is an editor. Mm-hmm. And that's what most people who get into content they're, they're very short-sighted. Yeah, yeah. I need an editor today, but, you know, this guy's like whatever. Just somebody edit the videos. It's more like a, I don't know, just kind of like a secondary piece of mm-hmm. the business. And so, you know, when you came in, I asked you, you know, hey, you want to do the job? Cool. All right. You know, what's your, how long you been doing this stuff? But, you know, really what I wanted to know was what was the purpose for why you wanted to do this and why were you going to quit? And... You know, I ask people that a lot, even in our students, I ask them, hey, why do you want to create content? What's the purpose? Mm -hmm. And it's because it's hard. Like running a business is hard. Working for me is hard. You know, creating content is hard. Nothing that's good is easy. Yeah. So I wanted to know whether or not you were going to be able to handle what I was about to throw at you. Because if you were just kind of like wishy-washy, because you could still be a nice person who's talented but you're Mm wishy-washy. And I've had those people and they never last because Mm -hmm. if you're wishy-washy and your purpose isn't strong, you're not going to handle what I'm about to throw at you. And, um, you know, that's why I was asking those questions. And I remember you said something along the lines of, yeah, dude, I'm doing this armored truck thing. I don't get paid much money at all. Um, you know, my wife is doing this job and I want to be able to make enough for her to, you know, quit this job. And like, another thing for me too is, I'm always thinking about the other person's needs and desires. And if I don't think I have an opportunity for them to do that, I already know inevitably it's going to end at some point. It's not going to be um, a long-term thing. Yeah, yeah. And so when you told me that, I said, okay, so like, what does she make? What do you make? And I'm like, all right, well, easily I could replace what you make now. That part's easy because mm-hmm. you were, you know, making nothing. Yeah. So I... uh Ended up looking at it. I'm like, okay, you know, does he have the potential to hit his goals doing things with me? I mean, he's not going to do it today, but mm-hmm. he has potential to do it if, 
you know, we grow and do the things we're going to do. So I was like, all right, well, you know, if you're ready for this, then this is what it's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. No. And like I said, I, I came into it. Like I didn't care what it was you get, you threw at me. Yeah. I was like, all right, I, I, I'm in a situation now where I have to figure it out. I'm not getting younger. I got a family now, and I moved across the country from Chicago with no real assistance, right? Like, there was, I knew no one here. So the community at City Light um, was my, essentially my family. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, coming here, you know, helped me grow that as well. But yeah, I, I, I think, you know, and this is for those that are listening that are looking to hire that person for them, that, that individual to help them with their content. When you when you when you look to hire, I've learned that it's important to understand one the person's journey up until that point, and then understand what their focus is beyond that, right? Because a lot of that changes. Like my journey before the content uh, in the media space was police, right? Like I, I went to school, I got the degree, I was set to start with Metro's Academy until I tore my patellas in it, and it's just shifted everything. Yeah. In hindsight, I'm understanding that this just wasn't God's plan, right? He didn't have that for me. He had something better. But uh, at that moment, I'm just like, I got to figure it out. This is how I ended up at the armored truck company because yep. I'm like, I can still carry a gun and wear a vest and have some authority over something. Yep. Right? Um, and then, you know, once that shift happened, it was like, one, I lost all authority that I had. I ever could act like I had doing it. And then, two, I realized coming into your organization that, Everyone here enjoys being here, mm-hmm. right? Like it was f- extremely friendly, right? And I was like, yeah, this coming from something as toxic as like, <laughs> as, as like, you know, dealing with armored trucks and most of those guys are retired military and, you know, of some sort. Yeah. yeah. So like this is, I can do this every day. And it really didn't feel like real work early on. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't feel like I was working a job. I felt like yeah. I was being a part of something a lot bigger. Um you mentioned, you know, you know, let's just talk like technical, like what you threw at me early on, right? Mm-hmm. So they were, this was the start of the Ryan Pineda Show podcast, which is now The Wealthy Way. And they were filming, we were still filming at the time, the old set upstairs in your office. And I remember getting that hard drive with all of those videos on it. Mm-hmm. And they weren't organized. They were kind of all over the place. The lighting's bad. The audio's bad. Yep, yep. Some of them are missing audio. Like it was just all like chaotic and it was ten episodes, and you was like, "I'm, I'm we're gonna, we're trying to launch next week." Yeah. And mind you, you talked about the editing. You had never seen my editing. Um, I don't even think Omar actually saw my editing up until that point. He just mm-hmm. knew I had done it. And I was like, "Okay, I can't. I have to get this done, and I have to get this done decent enough for him to be like, okay, yeah, it's not the editor, it's everything else." And so, you know, again, I looked at that as like, I, I didn't know for sure. I was like. I don't know if he's challenging me or if this is like a test on whether or not he's going to keep me here. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I'm definitely going to knock these out and, and get them done. And grateful that we had a successful launch on those, those mm-hmm. first 10 for sure. Yeah. No, I, um, I knew that just after researching podcast strategies that you always wanted to launch with a lot of episodes and somebody's like, launch with three, mm-hmm. you know, maybe five. And I'm like, nah, dude, freaking if I do it, I launch with double, triple what anyone else would, yeah. would normally do. So, you know, I filmed 10 and I'm like, all right, we got to get these edited and let's launch this thing, man. What are we waiting for? And, (laughs) you know, a lot of people just don't really think like that. And I think that's one thing maybe, you know, you'll see behind your, you can testify to behind the scenes, but it's like, I don't know where people get their standards from of like what they think is possible, but 
I hear them. I'm like, what are you talking about? Why? <laughs> that makes no sense. Well, that's what everyone, I don't care what everyone else does. This is what we're going to do. Yeah. And this is how it's going to get done. And this is when it's going to get done. And then all of a sudden, somehow it gets done. <laughs> and I've seen it so many times that it's not weird to me. Right. But people like just don't believe what they're capable of. 